You are listening to a special edition of the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast. Our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed, is preaching a series of messages entitled Feast Days of the Nation of Israel. It is our prayer that these live recordings will be a blessing and an encouragement to you, our radio listeners. Colossians 1.18, he is the head of the body. The church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Colossians 1.24, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake. Paul went to many churches, but there was only one body, and there was only one church, and there's only one Lord, and there's only one hope, and there's only one faith. They ought to make a song of this. And there's only one baptism. Glory to God. Revelation 19.7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wives, no, you know that's not what he says, his wife hath made herself ready. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride. Pentecost speaks of the born-again church. The born-again church that was indwelled of the Holy Ghost, permanently indwelled, sealed by the Holy Ghost, never was done before. Never was done before. Old Testament saints are eternally saved by a promise. New Testament saints are saved by not only a promise, but we are guaranteed delivery. Amen. Well, we never guaranteed delivery by a promise, but we are sealed by the Holy Ghost. That's also in Ephesians. So what is the local church all about? Why are we even meeting here? We're meeting here just like water baptism, just like the Lord's table. We're meeting because this local assembly, this local body of believers, we are a body here, aren't we? Now, I'm not a member of this church, but if you're a member of this church, what are you a picture of? What was the picture when you got baptized? What's the picture when you took the Lord's table? It's all it is. It's a picture. This local assembly of believers is a snapshot. And that big picture can only be understood and appreciated in the local level. And that's why a local New Testament Baptist church is important. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Pentecost is fantastic. When Jew and Gentile can be together as one. Isn't that a blessing? When we were separated, we weren't even allowed to sit down at the same table. <laughs> and I can sit down with a bunch of Gentiles that are saved and washed by the blood of Jesus. You know why I can sit down with you? It's because you and I are part of the same body. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for the good word of God and for the blessing that it is to teach us these wonderful truths in the Scripture. And so I pray now that there could very well be someone here this morning that has never become a member of the body of Christ. And it's not by joining this church they become a member of the body of Christ. It's by being born again. And I pray now that they'll get born again. And by being born again, They'll fulfill 
Pentecost, the prophecy of Pentecost, and they'll be baptized by the Holy Ghost, a spiritual operation of God. Nobody sees it, but it does happen. And I pray, O oh God, that they'll realize that once they get saved and born again, they ought to obey the Lord in water baptism, which is symbolic and emblematic of all of that I've talked about and preached about this morning. And then by being baptized in this local church, they are also symbolizing membership in this local church, also being symbolic, emblematic of the body of Christ that one day all born-again believers will be together and we'll all be at the marriage supper of the Lamb of God. And I pray now that this local church will be more unified than ever before. For the Lord Jesus loves that, experiencing the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. For Jesus' sake we pray. Amen. You are listening to a series of messages preached by Dr. Freed entitled Feast Days of Israel. If you would like to have a copy of this series in its entirety, you may call us at 844-644-4426. And now, here is the remainder of today's broadcast. And I draw our attention there to... Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 22, that's what the Bible tells us. And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets and holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the precious Word of God that's quick and powerful and sharpening into edged sword. We know it has the power to be the discerner of the thoughts and intents of our very hearts. We know that the entrance to thy words giveth light. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into that wonderful day. And I pray now that you'll bless us tonight in a, in a great and wonderful way. Unite our hearts together, not only in the love of Christ, but in the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And Father, strengthen us for the work. Much work is yet to be done. And prepare us for that great event. And that great event for us is the judgment seat of Christ. We know that it's going to take the catching up of the saints to get there. We praise you now for allowing us to consider these these prophetic feast days and these mysteries being unlocked before our very eyes. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. All right, please be seated. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have already covered the Feast of Passover, that was Calvary. Then we considered the Feast of Unleavened Bread, that is the saints of God being separate from this world and many more things. Of course, you'd have to go over that yourself. 
The first fruits is the resurrection of Christ, Pentecost. I spent quite a bit of time this morning on the born again church. If you are saved and born again, ladies and gentlemen, you are a member. <laughs> you are a member of the born again church. And uh, water didn't get you in there. Uh, and membership dues didn't get you in there. What gets you in there is the blood. And the blood of Jesus Christ got you into that body. And that body we cannot see except by example in a local format, all right? But it's still a spiritual body. And all born-again believers are members of that spiritual body. And one day, we're all going to get together. (laughs) Woo! Now, that's what the Feast of Trumpets is all about. Now, the Feast of Trumpets begins the seventh month. Now, the first feast there... Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits are the first month. And then on the third month is Pentecost. And then there is a, well, you might say a silence of a number of months. Now, if you count from the Feast of First Fruits, uh, essentially that's what made way for Pentecost because First Fruits is what tore down that middle wall of partition. Amen. And so if you begin from there, if you begin from there, uh, you count five months, uh, essentially, and now you come to the seventh month. Now, I don't think that's by any mistake. I believe it was ordained of God. We call this the age of grace, and we know number five, five months represents, number five represents the age of grace. These are the, the years that are really not in much detail in the Old Testament, it's the mystery of the church. And now we're at the seventh month. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I need to do a lot of proving to you to demonstrate to you that we are in the seventh month. Amen. Woo! All right, I know one thing. We ain't in the sixth month. We're not in the fifth month. We're not in the fourth month. We are definitely in the seventh month, prophetically speaking. Now, in the Feast of Trumpets, there are essentially ten days, and those ten days will ultimately lead into the Day of Atonement. And there are essentially three feasts in the seventh month. There is the Feast of Trumpets, there is Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, and then there's the Feast of Tabernacles. And those three things happen in the seventh month. It's amazing, isn't it? If you're a dispensationalist like I am, you believe there's seven dispensations in the Bible. And so right now, there is no doubt in my mind, we are now embarking upon number seven. We're not there yet, but we're just about ready to get there, all right? We don't know the day, we don't know the hour, we don't even know the season, but we know the signs of the times. And we know we're about ready to hear the last trump, as the Bible calls it, the trump of God. And uh, so I'd I like you to turn uh, with me now to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. One of the biggest things that people don't even realize is the expression, what we're going to read here, the last trump. This has caused a lot of confusion in people's minds because there are people out there writing books about different things, about when the rapture is going to happen. Uh, is it going to happen uh, before the tribulation? Is it going to happen right after the tribulation? 
Is it going to happen in the middle of the tribulation? Or is it going to happen right before the end of the seven-year tribulation? Some don't even believe in a rapture. Some believe that when Jesus shows up, that will be the end. Uh, but we're premillennial, amen? And we're pre-trib rapture. And the reason we are is because we believe and understand that the Feast of Trumpets, it goes right along with the idea of the Jewish wedding. This whole thing that we've been talking about, even the Passover, uh, has a uh, connection with the Jewish wedding. And the fact of the matter is, in John chapter 14, uh, the disciples were distraught. They didn't quite understand how all this is going to play out. He said, uh, in my Father's house are many mansions. Now, remember the word are. That means that there, there is. <laughs> if there are, there is. He didn't go up there to build the mansions. Uh, no, the mansions are already there. Uh, that's in his Father's house. But he did say, I go to prepare a place. <laughs> you have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia. 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127.